The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Here's what's coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life except they do make you smile. A merry heart doth make like medicine. And sometimes smiling and having a merry heart makes things just a little easier to go down. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. The way it's going right now on the international scale, I would say Monday. <laughs> That's how it feels. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance, but we probably should if we're going to be doers and not just hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I don't know. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about living life as a Christian. So, for example, when your husband and your wife, and you're very close and you love each other, and then you're getting ready to leave the house, and then your wife looks at you, doesn't say a word, and just kind of turns her head, and then you say, what, am I wearing something stupid? And she responds, no, not stupid. And then that's all she says? How does a husband respond to that? <laughs> and then I said, what? And maybe then she said, not your best combo? <laughs> That's right. What do you do when you have stuff like that happen? Don't you have stuff like that happen all the time? You do too. Hey, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, maybe you've got a praise report or a prayer request. Maybe you're upset because your dog escaped five seconds before you were leaving to go down to the radio station and it made you 30 minutes late. I don't know. But here's what I am going to say. If you want to share it, reach out to us. It's not a kvetch fest. It's just a place to engage with one another as brothers and sisters. We have our same Heavenly Father. We are blood relatives. We drink of the same Holy Spirit. So let's make sure we understand the unity is there for us to keep. And if we lose it, it's our fault. You can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will talk to an exhausted Captain Chris. But you will be...
All right. You can also text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Why do you give out the numbers? Because new people listen every day. 214-210-8483. You can also send an email. All these are live during the show, by the way. Uh, an email, david at hemustincrease.org. David. So it's not King David. It's just David. And then that little at thing. What do they call that? Is that like a Sampras or whatever? It's got like some weird name. At with a circle on top. At symbol. Okay, at symbol. David, at symbol, he must increase.org. Also, we want to send you to the website. A couple of things to tell you up ahead of time. Don't forget the ambassador program. We are getting the, col- the the collaterals together to help you. There'll be bumper stickers, business cards, brochures. There'll be books. We'll also be telling people how to do social media things if they want to. Nobody has to do anything. But it's an opportunity to get involved in a ministry kind of in a very soft pace, very, very small, so you don't have to, like, be overwhelmed. And then your level of commitment will be up to you. All you do is go. Go to the website. We'll get you there in a second. You just click on the ambassador button. That's number one. Number two, okay, then the big one is we need you to invest in the ministry. Why? Well, because we need money to pay the radio rent, and so Dave can have gas to go back and forth. <laughs> so those little things. And, uh, you know, little things like that. And eating every once in a while. You know, I do plenty of it. Uh, so uh, I need to keep that and maintain that. Okay, that's a joke. And then if you have prayer request or a praise report, it's an excellent place to write that out. You don't have to be a brilliant writer. You can have one line, two lines, five lines, ten lines, whatever you want. You can write a book and then put it in that. It's okay. It takes it forever. Here's the bottom line. Go to the website, invest. Fill out the ambassador sheet or share a praise or a prayer request, and then things will move forward. We ask you to go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Now, that was the one from yesterday. Was that? No, that's a different one altogether. See, you're going to have to do all of these in a row. We got to have all the sounds, put them together, one right after another, right after another, right after another. That way we can tell because it has that similarity. I like that one, though. That's really good. Okay. That means he jumps off and boing. Because is that like a pogo stick? Or is that what is that? What do we? I don't know. A spring? A spring. Okay. He jumped off, sprang back up. You were going, what are you people talking about? Just listen to the show. Well, you got nothing else to do if you're in the car. The traffic's not great, so enjoy it. Uh, let's see. We did that. We did that. Let me give you a quick update on Easton. Easton Scott is doing better. Praise the Lord. I just want to let everybody know that. He is doing better. And in the next segment, we're going to be praying for people. And we did not forget about Al's birthday, by the way. I have a little sheet of paper for him. Uh, And uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff. But we do need to get into the Word of God. But the thing to remember, Easton Scott, doing better. Thank you for your prayers. He is doing better. And hopefully sometime today, Juliana Jerry can go home from the hospital, which they've been at for uh, ad nauseum and ad nauseum. Let's get into the text. We are in the book of Hebrews, and we are in... Uh, chapter 4, and we are uh, right at verse 15, which says the following. Ready? Covered everything? Good? All right. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but who has been tempted in every way as we are. Okay? 
That's, I'm going to stop it right there. Oh, let me finish the rest of the verse. Yet without sin. Okay, that's obviously it's an important part, but that's not what I'm focusing in on. We can focus in on anything in the sense of Scripture makes it so that when you approach Scripture, there's different things that take place in your life, and you notice that different things spring up. I had a fantastic Bible teacher once say, watch this verse. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. And they said, now watch this. Watch the emphasis. Christ Jesus came into the world. He said, that's the emphasis, to save sinners of whom I am chief. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And so all he did was punctuate each part and then say, depending on where you're at, that'll have application. Like, wow, that's just genius. I mean, that's just brilliant. Uh, that's a wise thinking. So here, we're going to do the same kind of thing. For we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weakness, but who has been tempted in every way. Now, having said that, this was an this is an interesting, fun theological thought process, okay? Let's just understand something. Jesus is not a religious figure who can't relate to us. If you've ever listened to the people on, on any media, any cable news, or any of the politicians, you already know, yeah, they're not like me. They're nothing like me. Of course they're not like you. You know that. You already know that. You already know that is a reality. You don't even have to defend it. Uh, but the reality is that Jesus has such a passion for us and such a love for us that he became one of us just so he can connect to us. Now, I, I'm going to give you this challenge. Uh, I, I probably won't even get through all this, but I'm going to give you this challenge. Have you ever reduced yourself from a human being to less than a worm just so you can identify with a worm because Jesus did more than that. My point in saying that is his commitment to be able to connect to us was so high that he surrendered himself, the scripture says. He gave up himself. Very few of us ever give up ourselves. Jesus gave up himself. He gave up the position. He gave up all of that to travel or traverse as a human being to become one of us so that he can connect to us. When you're going through what you're going through, and you're going through those feelings, and I go through them too, you go through them, we all go through them. Jesus is not up there going, yeah, I can't relate. He completely relates to the human experience because he completely lived a human life. That, see how that's a little different? It's like, wow, that's that's kind of a cool... Right, that's why he's the only one that could be the mediator. We've talked about that before because he fully represents God and he fully represents humanity and he's the only one to ever make that claim and the only one to ever do it so he can fully represent both sides accurately. And I want you to just think about the simplicity of that. His desire to connect with us was subjecting himself to being one of us. You read those Christmas stories and everybody gets excited about the presents and they're fun. Come on. And the holidays, they're fun. And people get a break from work and that's fun. Okay. But the reality of Christmas in and of itself is that Jesus said, I want to connect with you so bad. I'm going to become one of you. And for him, a huge step down. Get it? All right. 
We'll take a break and come back. There's so much more to get into. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Then they complained to Moses against Moses and Aaron, and they said it had been better for us to die in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Their theory in that thought process is they're thinking it'd be better for us if we just died in the wilderness or back in Egypt where we know where things were at as opposed to going to a new land and being consumed by these big people. This is a terrible idea. There's some commentators that believe that their complaining really has to do with they, they thought it would be better to die over time in the wilderness or over time in Egypt versus going to the land and being immediately killed by these big people. And they were bumming. And look what they said. Wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? How quick we forget what the bondage is once you're out. Oh, how quickly do you forget the bondages that God brought you through once you're away from it? Like, well, well, I don't remember being that bad. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here goes our first trivia question. Who baptized Jesus? Well, somebody had to baptize him, right? Okay, who baptized him? There you go. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. 
You can also text in 214-210-8483. Plus, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We are going to take a moment and pray for our wonderful listener, Joy. She is going through a semi-experimental graft uh, on her teeth. And so she just wanted prayer because it's like, okay. So let's just pray for her real quickly just that she can be in comfort. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up Joanne to you. She is a wonderful sister in the Lord. We love her. She's precious to us. We just ask you to give her a sense of peace and grace and that there be no, uh, you know, kind of freaking out, eruption of fear, anything like that, Lord, but that she would have a calmness and a confidence that you are with her. And uh, we know it's not— Overly dramatic, the experience, but it's uncomfortable, and we pray that you bring her that peace that she can have while she's going through it and be very successful. We thank you for her, and we thank you for the things you're doing in her life. We lift this all up to you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay, so we got a chance to pray for Joy, and just keep her in prayer. That's always, anytime you go to any kind of surgery, any kind of thing like that. It's like, yeah, that's not comfortable. And then uh, we're not going to do our our DNA yet. We're going to do our little uh, happy birthday. We want to give a happy birthday shout out to Al. Uh, Tomorrow is his birthday. So, uh, well, I guess you can play the happy birthday thing and then just real slow. So then just cut it off halfway through. Go ahead. And then I got a little thing for him. Right, that is slow. I mean, wow. I mean, I th- I, th- I just walked uh, to Oklahoma and back, and the time that thing started, wow. All right, here is our shout out to our good friend Al. Al's been part of the show for a while, and so we want to make sure he understands this. This is directly for him and personalized. And here's what we want to say regarding his birthday. His birthday's tomorrow, so I'm just letting everybody know we're not telling anybody how old he is or anything like that. But here's what we have. Ready? Congratulations, Al, on making it through another year without the people around you noticing that you should have been institutionalized. There you go. Happy birthday, buddy. (laughs) That's love. (laughs) That's love right there. Do we love people or what? Okay. Um... I thought that was pretty good. I didn't do my classic. I do this with all my family members. You're not old for a tree. Anyway, that's what I do with all my family members. Uh, Trivia question, who baptized Jesus? Uh, There you go. You can call in 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. I want to go into uh, this text because you're going to hear something theological that is not meant to disturb your calmness in the Scripture. Okay, so that means that means I'm going to present something that maybe you haven't heard, but you just need to relax and go, hmm, interesting, interesting thought, Dave, I like it. Okay, so in the meantime, we'll go back to the text, and it says this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. 
Now, I'm the kind of guy that reads a passage like that and says, I know the temptations referenced in Matthew and the temptations referenced in Luke. I know what's going on. I know that there was a temptation even uh, listed in the book of the gospel, if you really look at it close. And I looked at those three temptations inside and out, and I've got a question for the Lord, and I'm going to get back to you on this question, and that is, if he was tempted in every way, just like I was, why am I reading in Matthew that there's three? Okay, so we're going to get back to that. But first, we're going to let somebody answer the question on trivia. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Wonderful to hear from you. I hope that Susie had a chance to hear that message that we talked about on Wednesday. I really pray that she might. And if she didn't, maybe you can get her to listen to the podcast. Um, she did hear it. Okay. She was listening to it. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And it was very helpful. Then she, I just spoke with her a while ago, and she wanted me to ask you if you would um, pray for her again because she's having a procedure on Monday. Okay. And she's um, hoping that um, it, she will be strong enough to make it through it, and it's not so painful that she'll stop it. Because it's important for her to complete the whole thing. So okay. she wanted to know if you'd please pray for her what? on that. Well, let's do that right now, and then I'll let you answer the trivia. So let's pray for her first. How about that? Okay. All right. Thank you. Father, we come before you right now, and we lift up Susie to you. She's got a procedure taking place on Monday. We've got people all over the place, Lord, that are hurting or are trying to get better, and they're in this process, and there's a certain amount of uh, uncomfortableness, a reservation, and we are just asking you that, that this uh, process for Susie could be successful and that she would not be afraid and that fear would not overcome faith and her doubt would not sink her, but instead she would stay above and that you would get her through it and that we would hear a great report. We lift her up to you. We thank you for Susie. Thank you for Deborah, who's a great friend. And we ask you to bless them both. But bless Susie in this process and get her through, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. You are more than welcome. All right. Now, I, I know you're going to know this because I know you know. You don't even have to guess on this one. Uh, who baptized Jesus? John the Baptist. There you go. There you go. And he's what's so great is his name is John the Baptist. <laughs> so good about that. And I just think people don't realize how much humility that must have been, not only becoming a human being, but then subjecting himself to another human being in that process to fulfill righteousness. Even John was like, oh, no, no, I can't do this. But Jesus was like, oh, let's right. do yeah. it. It's like such a humility action. It's fantastic. Great job. A no great doubt. way to stay uh, current for your friend, and I greatly appreciate that. That's good Thank Christian Thank you so living. much, David, and you have a good weekend. All right. God bless you. You too. God bless you. Bye-bye. Excellent call. Love it. Love it when Deborah calls in. All right. So now I want to go back to this because I want you to understand something. I don't want you to freak out on me. People do that. <laughs> Just relax. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one has been tempted in every way as we are yet without sin. So when I read the three temptations that took place for Jesus, I wonder, well, gosh, does that cover all the temptations that I ever go through? I mean, just quite frankly, as a guy, what about lust and what about, you know, lying and what about this, that, whatever? And I don't think, and I'm going to say this, but be careful. I don't think those were the only temptations Jesus went through, but they're the only ones that God saw fit for us to see because they're definitely definitely higher level, and if he's getting through the temptations that are higher level, it's uh, it would live, live 
give credence to the fact that he got through temptations were lower. Keep in mind, I don't have any biblical anything about that, and I'm not trying to make a theological position or teach something new. It just seems to me that if Jesus was in the desert for 40 days— which he was, and he was tempted for 40 days, but there's only three that are listed. Maybe there was other stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's just a, but what I do know is this passage says that he was tempted in every way as we are. That's what I know. So you have to reconcile this passage with the Matthew account or the Luke account and see how that would work together. You see, Scripture works together. Scripture is the best commentator on Scripture. And if and one comment to one person wrote this, a scholar, so it's not like somebody like just wrote it for the fun of it and put it on a bathroom wall. The one scholar wrote that in those three temptations were all the temptations of man, and then they, they broke it down. And I could buy into that. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, he kind of really gave a really good breakdown. That's good. Uh, or it could be that those are the only three mentioned, or whatever the case may be. This is what I know for sure. He was tempted in every way, which means that whatever I've gone through, he understands. But in all of that, he never caved. But I have. See? See that difference? So they got all that stuff. But he didn't fail. He never caved. He never broke. He never sinned. There's a theological, not a theological, there's a popular teacher that's like, well, Jesus sinned. And it's like, no, he didn't never sin. That's just a complete defiance of the law. It's complete defiance of the entire redemption process. Just stupid. I mean, this is dumb. That's why, you know, that's why they have an honorary doctorate, I guess. I'm just going to say it that way. Here's the bottom line. Jesus never failed, but he was tempted in every way like we are. You know what that says? That says whatever you're going through, he's got you. He's got you. He's there. He gets it. And you're thinking, but but Dave, you don't know my kids. Well, my first comment is, you don't know my kids. Then my second comment is, sure, he knows what's going on. Sure, he does. Sure, he knows when the strain is in relationship or when the strain is in financial or when the strain is physical or when the strain is loneliness or when the strain is the concern that you're getting closer and closer to the end. Sure, he knows. In fact, you probably you could really identify that he knows the closing in on the end of life better than most because he knew it was coming. Here's what I would say. Because he knows, because he didn't fail, because he's there for us, that is supposed to bring in a tremendous amount of comfort. Jesus is a comfort by the life he lived. He knows what you're going through. He embraces, he's with you, he's connected to you, he has never failed in it, and he won't fail you while you're going through it. And even if you blow it, which many of us do, just like Peter on the water, as soon as he sank, Jesus just grabbed him by the hand and pulled him right back that's how close Jesus was. All right, folks, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that uh, just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. 